Welcome to Baking with House of Bread, and I'm your host, Sheila McCann. So today I am very excited to have my first interview. It's with the House of Bread franchisees from McKinney, Texas, which is in the Dallas Fort Worth market. And they're here training in San Luis Obispo. And I'm actually recording this at the bakery. So you may hear Stacy asks a customer if they'd like a sample. And um, so we're here in the afternoon, so it's a little bit slower. So hopefully you won't um, be too bothered by all the other bakery noise. And I have Dustin and Michelle, and perhaps uh, Dustin and Michelle, you can tell us a little bit about your interest in baking, how you got started, your home baking experience, and then Dustin, a little bit about what you do for a living and your past. So just who we are and what we're about. <laughs> sure. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I have been for, goodness, um, 17-ish years. And all of our kids are gone now. So we're empty nesters looking at what we were going to do to fill our time. We had looked back in about 2011 at opening something very similar. And with our kids being young and involved in school and sports and band, we just couldn't do it. Timing was so off. They're gone. So now what am I going to do? COVID hits and we really have, what am I going to do? We brought this back up, started looking, researching, found House of Bread online. Everything about it was very similar to what we wanted. The core values of everything, being able to give back to the community, bringing jobs into the community when it's a really ugly time for people trying to work. Everything we put out, or will get to put out, isn't full of stuff nobody can pronounce. When you, when you say that, do you mean like artificial ingredients? Yes, nothing's yeah. artificial, nothing's fake. Everything is good for you in some form or fashion. And it's just good. And I'm not, it's nothing I'll ever be ashamed to give to somebody or embarrassed of or feel bad that I'm peddling some awful chemical-laden product to. Sure. I do love to bake at home. This is a way different process, and I've enjoyed it immensely. You're in your third full day of commercial baking. Yes. And what time did you get up this morning? 2.30. That'd be a.m. A.m., yes, 2.30 a.m., and that was with us trying to go to sleep. I went to sleep probably about 8.15 last night. I was exhausted. 12.30, I was wide awake. Yeah, I laid there off and on, maybe dozed a little, back up at 2.30, and I could probably lay down on your table right here and be asleep in about 10 minutes. <laughs> well, tomorrow I have you coming a little bit later. So tell us, uh, what did you like to bake at home? What was your um, specialty? So, cookies. I do so many cookies for everybody. That's I get calls for, asks for, and... Primarily, it's either vegan or gluten-free cookies because we do have a lot of friends that are gluten-sensitive, and uh-huh. I have finally found them a cookie that they say doesn't taste like cardboard. So I get asked for that a lot. I've baked bread. It's never been a lot, and I thought I was pretty okay at it. I think I was a little wrong. Well, why do you say that? Um, I always liked mine, and I thought it tasted good. And then I get here and use a better quality flour. 
a better recipe than what I think I was using. The texture is so much better. The flavor is really so much better. Well, I will tell you is that I find it easier to bake commercially because um, when I decided I won't put a house of bread, I really didn't know how to bake bread. And then I started milling my own wheat berries at home and baking my own bread. Um, actually, even before I decided to open House of Bread, it was really more I couldn't buy the product. And then it was, um, anyway, I wasn't very good at it. And then commercially, like you said, we get the flour, the right type of flour, which is a high protein bread flour for everybody listening. Um, you start with that and it makes it a lot easier. And then of course, the right recipes. And, and the recipes have certainly evolved over time. But yeah, so, and then Dustin, did you bake at home? I have never baked at home. <laughs> That's a lie. The pre-made cookie dough, you formed that and put it, it in the oven. It doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with him. It doesn't count. <laughs> so how did it go from uh, with not baking at all at home and then being thrown in a commercial bakery where you're making 200 loaves a day? <laughs> so I found it really interesting. It, it, to, to me, I, I really enjoy learning new things. And if I'm... I wasn't doing this, I'd be trying to figure something else out. So it, it's the process of learning and, and obtaining a new skill set. And so I, I found that really interesting. And, and you come into it with a, a bit of a, a notion of what you think it's going to be like, and you, you can read all you want to about it, but it's it's so much different when you actually get hands-on and start doing things. And, and, and to me, that's kind of when the learning curve gets really steep, right, is as you start trying to do things. Sure, sure. Um, any surprises in it for you, Dustin? Today was a, a bit of a surprise just in how consistent the work was. You know, we had a built-in break that doesn't happen because something else happens. And so you, you anticipate that things are going to go wrong or you're going to make a mistake, but just how consistent it was and how every time you thought you had five minutes, it's, okay, I can go do this. And so you, you, you're just, it, it's, a, it's nonstop. That was a bit of a surprise. I assumed there would be kind of lulls and highs and lows, but it was a pretty consistent high the, the whole time. I wrote them, well, actually my baker with them um, did a bread schedule the night before. And, and part of what we try to do is make a pretty tight bread schedule. So in other words, the lulls in time will cost you money, right? So if anything, I'm gonna err on the side of a little bit tighter and, and what I had said is that my bread schedule, it ends up being accurate about 50% of the time. So 50% of the time I'm off schedule. <laughs> so that kind of comes with the territory. And especially if you're managing another assistant baker, you got to keep them busy. Because if the baker doesn't do the mixes on time um, and then the bread's still proofing, and then they're like, okay, well, what am I going to do? Tell me, Michelle, what was the surprising uh-huh. for you? Because you were more of a home baker. So... We've discussed this in depth since we left here at noon today. I know what to do at home if I make a mistake. It's on such a small scale. If you add too much of something, it's pretty easy to recover from that because you know it's just a little bit more, if you add too much flour, it's just a little bit more of all of your wet ingredients and you're fine. When you do that on such a large scale, it is overwhelming at first trying to figure out how do I recover from this? And you're staring at chocolate chip cookie dough that is um, so far from dough that you might as well still just call it flour with maybe a sprinkle of butter in it. Mm -hmm. But having experienced bakers here that can look at it and go, okay, start here 
and we'll go back through and re-add all of the wet and the butter and them knowing to such a great degree exactly what that dough should feel like and exactly what it should look like and know add one more egg and it's just right even though this is a 120 cookies sitting in this batch now and they know to that degree that was incredible to watch well you never really know until it turns out well <laughs> and, and that was it but just for her to be able to look at it and go okay we're gonna do this and this and oh my gosh she was right yes i couldn't do that because at that point of course i'm exhausted and i'm staring at it going i just cost them so much money i don't know what to do well, that's part of the learning. So, yes. I mean, you sort of build that in there. Is that I mean, we're all human. We're all going to make mistakes. Yeah. Um, so what I always tell my, my staff is that I just ask that you make the mistake only once. Let's all try to learn from it and move forward. And that's it. And those big mistakes are going to stay with you. And every time you make that recipe, it's going to be in the back of your head. This is what I did once. I can't do that again. Well, there's virtually every mistake that my bakers make i've already made <laughs> so so that's why sometimes it's a little bit easier for me to tell like i looked over yesterday my baker i could tell the banana bread the way it was uh it was way too liquid and i'm like um how about adding some flour to that right because i'm looking at it going hmm. i think the other thing is um how does your brain function so you're a little sleep depraved right? a little, a little. <laughs> so how, how does your brain function um with the, the lack of sleep on the third day? I was great and I was fine and everything I think was flowing well. I had no issues. It was about nine o'clock and I could feel myself starting to get tunnel vision. I know at that point you've got to slow down just a bit. It may take you longer, but you need to back up, slow down, read everything two, three times before taking a step. And I didn't, and I know better. And I didn't. I will next time. Well, I call it Baker Brain. And, and, yeah. and so I'm a reasonably intelligent person, but you get me on about the third day with a lack of sleep. I mean, I'm like, I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just no question. And I can see now why, uh, I mean, you know, lack of sleep is a form of torture. Absolutely. <laughs> and afterwards, when before we left and, and we're talking, I understand the reason for how, or, scheduling bakers with a day off in between because otherwise I would be in here throwing who knows what in the grandma's white recipe and just going who knows what that is now they don't really have to get a day off so I think no. what it is though is it's easier they get on the schedule yeah and so then but at first it's hard to get used to and then it by the time you get used to it you're out of here you're going home <laughs> Well, and we were thinking, okay, this isn't going to be too bad because on a regular schedule, we're typically up by five and up and moving and I'm fixing breakfast while he's getting ready for work. And those couple of hours are huge. Right, right. What do you anticipate being your challenges when you're going to own, open your own bakery? As with anything, it, I think it starts with finding the right staff. Yes. Right, finding the right type of person to be to be a baker, right? somebody that has interest in it, is willing to learn, is willing to follow the processes that are in place, and I, I think you know any any business venture, people are the hardest part. So I, I find that is probably going to be the biggest challenge. And 
So I'm just going to interrupt you because, you know what, that is music to my ears. And let me tell you why. Because a lot of people don't recognize that. I mean, it's a people business, and it's your, it's your, your staff. And that's what really is you want to get in place, the right staff. Absolutely. The products are great. If they can't convey that to somebody effectively or if they can't follow the recipe effectively and, it, <laughs> and then those, the product quality goes down and, and people aren't happy and, and all of a sudden it doesn't matter how good everything is if the people that are, are responsible for making it happen aren't the right people. Right. So that, that, that's the, to, to me, is the biggest challenge. I mean, to this point, the biggest challenge has been getting everything signed and the processes and working through the city and getting permits and just all the, the red tape and bureaucracy right. associated with right. opening a business. That, that's To date, that has been the challenge. But right. And unfortunately, once you're open, you don't have to do it again. Because that's where they sign a multi-unit, so they will be. <laughs> so we've got two, two more after this one. <laughs> but it'll be it easier the second time around. We hope. Um, so how about telling us... Um, Anything that you want, like, home bakers to know uh, about, you know, taking that step into the commercial environment? You know, really, really think about, is this what you want to do? You like to bake at home, but is it you just like to bake at home? You want to make a cake for your birthday party. You want to make cookies for your friend. Because this, this is great, and I've really enjoyed it. Baking at home is fun. This mm-hmm. is a job. And this is work. Mm-hmm. And so the first day you said it was super fun oh, playing in the dough all day. And then now she's like, it's <laughs> no, no, no. work. <laughs> Today was great. And I have the best picture to show you of me in this mound of chocolate chip cookie dough. But it, it is a job. And my lower back is telling me yes. it is a job. So that's something, too, because keep in mind your bread's at home. You know, what, one, two pounds, maybe three pounds. But, you know, we're pulling out uh, dough out of the bo- mixing bowl at 100 pounds. Oh, is this why I have a lot of chocolate <laughs> dough? What they showed me is uh, a, a uh, shell with a mountain of cookie dough in front of her. Oh, but, now I'm understanding. But you will not have to make chocolate chip cookie that's dough for about fine. a week. <laughs> yep, that's all right. It's one of our best sellers, and I'm sure we will. It does still it. taste good, thankfully. Yes, yes, and that's the key thing, so. Yeah. Maybe we'll start packaging some raw cookie dough that's so all go bake at home. See, and that's exactly <laughs> what I was saying earlier. Yep. So, and one of the things I always say is that true test of a good baker is they know how to correct their own mistakes. And that would be something, okay, well, true test of a good business owner is trying to figure out how you can sell something. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Well, so then let's tell us a little bit more about where your bakery is going to be located, um, what your menu <laughs> items are going to be, like, are you doing lunch? We are, we are in McKinney, Texas, which is a small suburb-ish of, in far North Dallas. We are, we're doing a breakfast, we'll be doing a lunch. Breakfast will be very similar to what you have, the pastries, the breakfast baguettes, breakfast sandwiches. Lunch, we will be doing sandwiches, soups, salads. And then t- tell us a little bit about your bread list, what kind of breads. So, of course, we'll have the core breads like Grandma's White, and, you know, we, we've been getting a lot of requests for things like sourdough, so we're going to include sourdough, and we'll have the cheese breads and cinnamon and apple swirls and things like that. So, all of the, the standard things that you would see here, and, and one of the things we tested today that we have on our initial list is the marble rye, and I'm, I'm absolutely 100% we made the right decision. It is a great bread. 
Yes, it is. But it's almost like there's rye people and there's non-rye. Is if you get them to try the marble rye, and that, that's how you can really get that sold. I'm not a rye person. It's beautiful. Looking at it, it's a beautiful bread. And of course, I'm going to try it because I can't sell anything I've never tasted. I could sit down and eat that entire loaf tonight by myself. And I don't right. like, I do not like rye and bread. And you can, you can. So you <laughs> can take a loaf home and we eat did. the whole thing. And okay. it is so good. Through all of this on day one, we got to bake a new one for me. And I promise it doesn't have raspberries in it. But the potato rosemary, which for whatever reason is stuck in my head is potato raspberry. Potato rosemary is one of the best breads I think I've ever had. Well, I will do that on a future episode. Um, yeah, so people, that's one of those ones is that um, you got to get them trying it. Yes. Too. And for me, I could see that fall with the Irish stew that we always make. It is such a good bread. All right. Well, and your address is going to be? 7551 Eldorado, Eldorado Parkway, Suite 100 in McKinney, Texas. Okay, what's the cross street? Alma in El Dorado. Okay, great. And then what's your anticipated opening? We are really, fingers crossed, hoping mid to late September. Okay, great. So definitely for the fall. Yes. Holiday baking. Yes, absolutely. Holiday baking. This way you don't have to do it. We can do it all for you. The rolls, the pies, the breads, the stuffing mix, the croutons. You can just get it from us instead. And then... uh, for someone who wants to go check out your new business, how should they follow you to find out when that opening is actually um, going to happen? We are on, we're on Facebook. It's House of Bread McKinney. That will also take you to our Instagram. And I cannot off the top of my head think of the name of the Instagram. That's all right. I will you put can, um, links in the show notes to that. And then your, your email yeah. address of houseofbreadmckinney at gmail.com yes. houseofbreadmckinney at gmail.com you can email me and I will send you all the links to our Facebook our Instagram and also to our VIP newsletter yeah, that so way you'll know exactly the day that we're going to have our grand opening but you'll also get to find out before we open you'll get invited to a soft opening to come check out everything we've got and help us train our staff to make sure that we are doing what we need to be doing for you Okay, so I like the help us train. So the expectation is is that you're going to come check it out, take some samples, and and maybe some, buy some breads um, in a very limited number of people, so we can kind of control the volume and all the really special people that really want to support you. So if you email houseofbreadmckinney at gmail.com, she will invite you to that special party, and I will be there as well. Um, and then I think the last thing is um, as the openings we call it. Um, anticipated openings but keep in mind they, they can be moving targets <laughs> so but i'm confident by thanksgiving we will be there with dinner rolls right there for you um, and like i said i'll include links in the show notes any other things that you want to tell anybody at home if you enjoy baking keep baking it may not be the path for you to do it commercial but if you really think it is email sheila Don't try and do this on your own. There there is no reason to reinvent the wheel when there is somebody there with support and recipes and help and will still let you do everything you want to do. It's not like a McDonald's where everything has to be set in stone and just this and just that. I encourage you, if you want to try, if you think doing this commercially is the way to go, email Sheila. All right. 
Yeah. So we're going to listen to her. And then plus email me if you are like Michelle and you don't want to put those artificial ingredients in anything. <laughs> yes. And also is willing to get up at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> that too. Yes. And so fortunately, the franchisees won't actually, they will hire bakers, but I do require them to know the trade and it really helps them support their staff too. And then show up if they, whatever, people get in car accidents or whatever, they move and something happens. So, um, well, we look forward to opening. And on that note, everybody, happy baking.